As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enjoy yourself and have some fun. CAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. I'm Chris Maurer, CNBC. Another record on Wall Street, the Dow edging up again, rising 32 points, the Nasdaq and the S&P each down about a point. Johnson & Johnson buying Actelion for $30 billion. The Swiss drug maker is known for its treatments for life-threatening high blood pressure conditions. Ant Financial, which is owned by China's Alibaba, is spending $900 million to acquire U.S.-based money transfer company MoneyGram. Payless Shoe Company is reporting more layoffs. Company officials say some employees have already received severance packages. The company says the job eliminations are part of a restructuring effort in the organization. And long-term mortgage rates rose this week following three weeks of declines. A 30-year home loan is now averaging 4.19%. That's up from 4.09% the prior week. Chris Maurer, CNBC. One and a two and a one and a two. Oh, Jerry, I just can't. My muscles are so sore. What you need is some soothing relief. When I get aches and pains, I just reach for the Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm? Does that really work? You bet it does. Tiger Balm's blend of essential oils is fast, proven pain relief. Tiger Balm works where it hurts. Jerry Rice, after all these years, you still get sore? You try dancing with a linebacker sometime. War back from pain with Tiger Balm. It works where it hurts. Do you love pizza? Because if you love pizza, the 10 any pizza deal from Pizza Hut is the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. You can carry out a large pizza, any toppings, anytime for just 10 bucks. Even a large pan meat lovers or pepperoni lovers. 
or whatever toppings you love. They're all 10 bucks. The 10 any pizza deal, because no one out pizzas the hut. Ask for this offer. Additional charge for extra cheese and stuffed crust. Product availability, prices, and participation may vary. NBC News Radio. I'm Tom Roberts. White House spokesman Sean Spicer says President Trump will ask Congress to impose a 20% tax on all imports from Mexico to pay for a massive border wall. By doing it that way, we can do $10 billion a year and easily pay for the wall. Trump has long insisted that Mexico will eventually pay for the wall, which could cost 10 to $15 billion. Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto insists that Mexico will not pay for the wall. Meantime, next week's planned summit between Trump and the Mexican leader has been canceled. British Prime Minister Theresa May is renewing the bonds between America and Great Britain. We have the opportunity, indeed the responsibility, to renew the special relationship for this new age. We have the opportunity to lead together again. At a congressional Republican retreat in Philadelphia, May said the U.S. and Britain have long shared the burden of leading the free world. May will meet with President Trump at the White House tomorrow. A new poll finds many Americans disapprove of President Trump's job performance, but think he'll do well as president. The Quinnipiac University survey shows Trump starts his term with a 44 percent negative rating, while 36 percent approve of his job. The doomsday clock is closer to midnight now than at any time since the 1950s. To put the world on a safer footing, the board takes the unprecedented step, the first time in its history, of moving the clock hand 30 seconds closer to midnight. It is now two and a half minutes to midnight. Today, Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists Executive Director Rachel Bronson announced the change, which represents the proximity to the end of human civilization. The family of the man who actor Shia LaBeouf allegedly assaulted say they plan on dropping the minor assault charges. LaBeouf was arrested early this morning outside the Museum of Moving Image in Queens. Police say LaBeouf got into an argument with a demonstrator, then grabbed him by the scarf, scratched him on the face, and shoved him to the pavement. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Tom Ladd. For this afternoon, it'll be sunny. Expect a high near 58. Northeast wind at 5, becoming calm. Clear tonight with a low of 41. Sunny Friday, expect a high of 58. Clear Friday night with a low near 41. West wind at 10, with gusts as high as 20 expected. Sunny Saturday with a high of 66. And clear Saturday night with a low near 44. That's your weather forecast for this hour from KCAA 1050 AM, 106.5 FM. And now... 102.3 FM, 3 and 1, the trifecta of talk in Southern California. Loma Linda University Children's Hospital is excited to announce the 24th Annual Foundation Storybook Gala presented by Hard Rock Hotel Palm Springs, McCarthy, and MPS on Thursday, February 16th at the Riverside Convention Center. Join us as we journey through the storybook with an inspirational evening that includes live and silent auctions, dinner, and entertainment. As the only dedicated children's hospital in the region, we're asking that you help us write Happily Ever Afters through our Visions 2020 campaign. For more information or sponsorship opportunities, go to LomaLindaGala.org or call 1-800-825-KIDS. This is KCAA. And now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage, slip on those flip-flops, lock on that dial for a completely different kind of real estate radio show. It's time for the Flip-Flop Investor Show. It's not what you think. Here's Todd Bayer. 
Hey, everyone. How we doing out there in Radioland? This is uh, Todd Bayer, and this is the Flip Flop Investor Show right here on KCAA. Uh, every week we get together. We talk about real estate investment here locally in the Inland Empire. Uh, we talk about the flips. We talk about the flops. And we talk about uh, all kinds of stuff, real estate. And uh, with me today in the studio, I have Lorenzo Danzig. How you doing today, Lorenzo? Hey, how's it going, Todd? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. Glad to have you. Uh, I'll give a little background on Lorenzo. He came to the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club about, what, eight months ago, I think? Yeah, we, around we, there. Yeah, we think, yeah, maybe eight months. I don't know. Lorenzo was like one of the youngest guys to ever show up to the club, so I took like a real strong interest in him uh, from the get-go, and he, uh, you know, he's he was already he was already working on a flip at that time uh with his dad out in uh morongo valley right right correct and so that uh that project was uh it took a long time right you guys it it wasn't like a super fast thing and i know a lot of people when they first do their first deal uh there's a lot of little headaches and little problems that come along with it so you want to talk a little bit about that deal like oh yeah sure definitely how'd you guys find it let's start at the beginning i guess all right cool so um what happened was um so we we know when we we got we were interested in real estate. You know, my dad's already been in real estate for um, quite some time now. You know, he'd buy property and just uh, hold on to it. You know, he was more of a traditional investor. Mm-hmm. And so me personally, I was already getting to the business, you know, mind like aspect of stuff. And uh, you know, I decided I wanted to get into real estate. And uh, one time we saw an infomercial in in uh, on TV, and so my dad's like, "Oh, you know, let's go to it." I'm like, okay, let's go. And so we went, and we learned a lot of stuff. And then from there, we were like, what "All right, that? what was that program? What would you guys go check out?" Uh, we, we checked out Armando Montalongo. Oh yeah, did you do the bus tour? Yeah, we did the bus tour. We did the whole whole thing. A lot of money we spent. Oh yeah, and um, you know, it was it was intense. There's a lot of training, a lot of uh, a lot of information. You know, it was three days, and we took it all in, and. Um, just a lot of stuff we learned, and then from there, um, you know, we were like, okay, what do we do from here? And so, it was funny because, um, you know, one of the first agents we tried recruiting into our team was actually helping us at the bus tour, and the lady actually didn't want to work with us. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I choose you. You don't choose me." And we were like, "What the heck? Like, that's yeah. not what we just learned," you know. And we told that we told the whole Armando team, and you know, they're like, "Oh, don't listen to her. You know, it's okay. Go find yourself another agent. You know, that's a learning experience." And like, that's true. That's a that's a pretty nice way to frame it. Um, <laughs> and then from there, uh, you know, we, we were like, okay, let's, let's do our thing. Let's go do our job. Let's go find a house. Let's go work on one. And, uh, you know, we got access to the MLS, started throwing out offers. Um, and, you know, honestly, I didn't know what to expect, you know, first time in real estate. And, you know, I threw in an offer here and there, you know, probably three or four a day. And then sometimes I do more, sometimes I do less. Yeah. And, you know, I was doing this for quite some time. And I noticed some of the agents, they weren't, you know, they're like, what's going on? Like, you know, why, why, like your, your your offers are too low. Like, you need to offer more. But, you know, it's like our numbers weren't adding up. So a lot of agents got upset with us. And they're like, oh, we don't want to work with you. You know, you guys are newbies. You guys don't know what you're doing. And, so, you know. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, we've dealt with that lots of times, you know. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, agents have a fiduciary responsibility to their yeah. client who is the seller. Uh-huh. And, obviously, they're trying to get as much money for the seller as possible. So, right. um, you know, but as an investor, we know that there's a price we can pay and we can't go above that price because right. otherwise we're not going to make any money. And really the reason any investor buys a piece of property is to make money. It's not uh, it's not purely uh, just to help people out. I mean, of course, we are helping <laughs> people, but yes, we help people in exchange for the profit. Right. You know, that's our reward for doing it. 
uh, on the very basic level. Obviously, we do get a deeper level of satisfaction for actually helping people, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yes, money is obviously <laughs> a very big motivator for a lot of people. Definitely. I agree. And um, and so what happened was, um, you know, they, they didn't want to work with us. And, you know, I mean, I was the one doing the phone calls. I was the one doing all that stuff. So, so my dad was like, oh, what's going on, you know? Why, why why are we not getting a deal? And so it was, I was kind of afraid to let him know. Like, uh, they kind of told us they don't want to work with us anymore. <laughs> He's like, what? You know? Then get them on the phone, and, then, you know, he he talked to them, and, you know, it would get worse. So it's like, what do I do from here? Yeah. You know, it's like, I just want comps. I just want this. I just want that. And, like, my dad makes a big deal out of everything. Yeah. So, you know, it, there was also that fear going on of, um, you know, it's like, okay, obviously, first things first, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. And second, I don't know if I, I feel it's like something's going wrong here because, I mean, they shouldn't be doing this, right? But, you know, we, we found an agent. She was actually uh, from from the L.A. area. Her name's, um, what's her name? I totally forgot her name. But um, I guess she wasn't that memorable. No, no, she was very memorable. No, Heather, <laughs> Heather. Her name was Heather. I just remember Okay, right Heather, now. there you go. Heather. Shout just out I've to been, Heather. <laughs> yeah, Heather, Paul, um, we've been... Um, I mean, we just went through so many agents, man, and just like you, you forget them, you know. Yeah. I mean, even at her, at one point, we kind of stopped working with her because she was too far away, and she was like, you know, I can't go out there to do an open house, you know, it's too far. Yeah. And she totally loved us, and you know, my, I totally love her for everything she did because she didn't have to do what she had, what she did for us, what she did. Sure. She went all the way from L.A. to Morongo Valley to help us yeah. out. That is a drive. Yeah, it's a drive, and so and Morongo Valley. For those of you listening locally, Morongo Valley is not Casino Morongo. Yeah, Mor Casino Morongo is like still like thirty minutes out from <laughs> from Morongo because you gotta keep going down the ten uh, and then go north <laughs> for a little bit to get to Morongo Valley for quite some time. I remember <laughs> we did a loan in uh, Morongo Valley last uh, what was it two years ago maybe a year ago I can't remember now but yeah I didn't actually know where Morongo Valley was I kind of assumed <laughs> it was around Cabazon which is where Casino Morongo is and no it is not exactly there so it's further that was a fun morning experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah and and so and so one day you know she just came up to us and said hey there's this house over here in morongo you know throw out an offer and i'm like okay so she let me know like really ahead of time as soon as it hit the market and we threw in an offer and they took it awesome you know they took it and i was just like what do i do from here like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to go through escrow obviously yeah right? I, I was just like uh, what do i do with yeah. my hands you know <laughs> i know i know yeah it's uh you know, but you got through it, right? I mean, you guys, you went through escrow, everything closed. Mm -hmm. uh, how'd you put together money on that one? You know, um, we actually got a hard money loan. Okay. Who'd you use for that one? We used the uh, Lockett Investments, I think. No, Lockett. Something Lockett. Not familiar with them. Um, yeah, so. just, they, they sucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. Sorry I mean, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, they weren't, I mean, they were great people to work with. They were nice, but it was just like, you know, there's, we were having too many issues with the money and, you know, we have to get the money at, in by a certain amount of time. Right. And, you know, I'm, I, from talking to other people, apparently that's a, a quite frequent thing. So yeah, hard money. I mean, you know, I used to own a hard money company. I still own it, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I'm the stigma about hard money lenders in the industry is that uh, they're going to promise you the world. And then when it comes time to get to the closing table, they don't perform or they take a really long time to perform, you know, that's common. And, you know, with our company, we always tried not to do any of that because uh, most hard money lenders are actually brokers in disguise. Oh, yeah. Brokering money for somebody that has someone money. else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's a difficult game that some of them play. But, uh, yeah, that's the stigma. And there's some really, really great hard money lenders out there. 
Um, oh yeah. But if I haven't heard of them, uh, they they not be so great. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so that that's what happened. And uh, yeah. And then um, you know, my dad wanted to do the work himself. You know, like, oh, I'll I'll do it myself. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm just like, are you sure, man? Is yeah. all right, fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, your dad's got some experience. He's you yeah. know he's done a lot of stuff in construction, so that's uh-huh. that's good for him. But. You know, we have, <laughs> yeah. and I tell people this all the time, like, you know, are you a real estate investor or are you a contractor? You know, because you can't be both. Right. It's, it's, you can't be there full time working on the project because you're not really truly an investor because investor, once they buy one, they're already moved on to the next deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't think about that project again until it's done. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, there were some issues that you guys came into, but obviously you're saving money from not paying a contractor, like contractor pricing yeah so how did it work out how did the how did the money work out on that deal how the the numbers or yeah like how the numbers work out you remember like purchase price yeah the like purchase that? price was uh we got it down to sixty three thousand. okay it was a 900 square foot house um it was two bed no it's three bed and one bath okay and uh what else yes yeah, so we got it for 63 Probably on a big piece of land. It's in Morocco. Yeah, it's it wasn't too big. It was it was all right. Um, I don't remember the exact square footage, but you know, it was it was a little bit bigger than the average house. And um, what was the number? I I I remember the everything in total with repair was like around ninety eight thousand. Okay, it, and that was like exact, like everything, like the escrow age, everything was ninety eight thousand. Wow. And then um, from there, um, you know, we started working on it. Yeah. Started working on it, and um, you know, my dad wanted to do it himself, and he said, "Hey, you know, do you want to come help me out? I'll give you some cash." And you know, I mean, I'm just, you know, I have cash, heck yeah, you know. But yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I never wanted to get a job. It's like let me get into real estate, so I don't have to work, right? But it was like, okay, why not? Extra money, right? And um, the thing though is that uh, last minute he just kind of was like, "Well, this is our deal." Like, you know, like what do you mean I got to pay you? You know, and okay, <laughs> and you know how parents are. You know, it's like. I'm still a kid in their eyes. Yeah, I know. And, you know, even though I did all the calls, I did this and that, you know, it's like, I don't know, it just, you didn't let, Yeah, I get you it. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't. I get it. Yep. No, I I mean, you know, I my mom, she's an appraiser. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's probably listening right now. Hi, mom. But, uh, yeah, she, Hi, uh, yeah, she, uh, you know, she's an appraiser and she's a very well-respected member of the appraisal community. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm her kid. So, you know, for me, it was kind of weird having somebody uh, that was obviously I'm standing in their shadow. And at some point I would have to strike out on my own and like do my own thing. And uh, I didn't want to be an appraiser. You know, my mom knew that. I didn't really want to be an appraiser, but I did want to get into real estate investment. Uh-huh. And so, you know, she and I actually did jump in, uh, you know, several of our first deals. You know, her and I were involved together on them. Cool. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, we've you know, we're completely independent of each other now. And she's retired from being an appraiser. But yeah. uh, for a little while there, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like I'm just – Beverly's kid, you know, like right, right. <laughs> like her son. People so didn't even know junior, my name. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and people didn't even know what I did. They didn't care, but you know, now yeah. a lot of those people care, <laughs> which is good. But it took a little <laughs> while, and for me, that was just kind of a motivator for me to push right. harder because I didn't want to live in her shadow, and mm-hmm. I know she didn't want me to live in her shadow either because otherwise she'd have to uh, constantly like baby, yeah, baby mm-hmm. me and bring me to the new thing. You know, it's All like. Right. Like, hey, meet my, my son, yada, yada, you know, so I don't, she didn't want that. I didn't want that. So, yeah, it was it was best, I think, for us to kind of move separately. And, you know, I, I moved off on my own. I got one, got my own office and all that mm-hmm. stuff just to kind of, 
to grow up a bit. (laughs) Yeah, to grow up, you know, like obviously I moved out years ago, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was something that was tough, you know, like, like having somebody there that, but she's the expert, you know? And so for me, it was always nice having that expert looking over my shoulder where if I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this property. I want to put an offer in. Mm -hmm. What do you think of my value? You know? And she could say, you know, okay, yes, this is a good value. This is a good offer. Good offer. Write it, send it. You're good. You know, like I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have any like, like apprehension after that point. Like there's a lot of people now that come to the club, for example, that, they haven't even put in an offer because they're so concerned and worried. You're afraid. That, like, what if it does get through yeah. and it's like, it's too much? Yeah. What if it, yeah. you know, what if it, what if they don't accept it? Are they going to be mad at me? Am I going to be in some kind of legal trouble? Right. You know, <laughs> uh, which, you know, more or less, and I'm not an attorney, but no, you're not <laughs> going to get an HO for submitting an offer. You know, uh, if they accept it and you get an escrow, depending on how you wrote your contract, yes, you could potentially get into some trouble there. But, um, most of the time you won't, I mean, most sellers are not going to like keep your deposit because you didn't perform on your contract. They're most of them are just going to let you out again, oh, mm-hmm. not an attorney, but Hey, you know, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's the nature of the beast. I think that most uh-huh. people are afraid to even submit an offer because yeah. they don't know what they don't know. And so it's nice <laughs> yep. to have an expert looking over your shoulder Definitely. to say, this is good. Send it. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know? So uh, having that, and you had that with your dad. Yeah, definitely. He was he was my cushion, honestly, because you know I was like, okay, my dad's coming in with this, so if I go down, I'm not going down alone. Exactly. <laughs> That's a, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was a scary thing. I mean, you know, doing a a, a flip or in its own is scary as heck. Right. So it's like, I mean, when I got it, I was like, hold on, how was I? Because we got the property like probably around 2015. Okay. So it took like the whole year to, f- to fix and sell. Wow. Oh my God, it took forever. But um, but yeah, you know, I I was probably around like nineteen, just turned twenty, and so I'm just like, dude, what the heck is going on? Like, did you just do that? Yeah. And you know, I jumped into that, and then it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing, but there's some spots I do not know. Like, there's some blind spots. So that's where I had my dad come in because it's like, okay, he knows construction, he knows that, he knows that aspect. I know the whole system, but he knows more about the construction. So I was like, okay, I feel good going into this. Sure. You know, the only thing I wasn't sure about was the fact that, you know, we've kind of had deals in the past where he didn't kind of fully came come through. So I was like, right, let's see, let's see if he pulls through, right? And um, anyways, but back to the whole, um, where were we? With the, well, we were talking about the the, the numbers, the numbers and, you know, yeah. we were talking about the uh, working for your parents. You know, we were talking about all kinds of yeah. fun stuff. But <laughs> I mean, the deal worked out. You guys ended up selling it, right? Yeah, you know, it took a while. Um, it probably took. Um, what, what ended up happening was uh, we wanted our ARV was probably at around one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. You know, that's what we from the doing our what we learned, how we learned, you know, how to do comps and stuff like that. That's that's what the number we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, like with with time, sometimes the comps change and the ARV changes. Sure. And so, you know, my dad still wanted the same price for the ARV. Like this, that's what he wanted to get paid. Yeah. And we just it was we weren't getting people. We no one was calling. No one was interested. Maybe one or two, but they were just oh okay, thank you. And then they yeah. Go and off and there's a lot to choose from out there. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a lot of property out there. And so, you know, we were just there and, and, you know, honestly, from the get-go, I knew, I don't know, something inside me felt, I feel like if we sell it at 130 around there, I feel like it will get a lot of attention and we might close this thing fast. Yeah. Because when we learned, what we learned was get in, get out. Right. You know, grab it, fix it, and sell it. Especially if you're borrowing hard money. I mean, oh, you're paying the very high interest rates. 
and borrowing hard money for a year, that no, could pretty no, much man. eat all your profit. Definitely, man. And, and what what happened too is that um, because I mean that's what I felt, and I I, I tried telling my dad about it, like, hey, man, like this is what the numbers are saying. This is not me talking. These are the numbers, yeah. you know. And he couldn't get over that. Like, no, it's you talking. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, okay, you know. So you know, the agent would call us like, you know what? The price is too high. You gotta go lower. You gotta go lower. He's like, no, I want to stay there because I know they're gonna want less. And you know, you know what I'm saying. And so like from there, you know, we just we just hung in there. We said, okay, let's hope it sells. Hopefully, it sells. Yeah. And it just got to the point where we had to, you know, make it. Like we had to duck, like we had to make it cheaper, you know. Right. And because no one was was coming, you know. And as soon as it went down to like one, I think around one thirty-five, that's when we started getting more people calling okay. in. And so you know, it's like I felt like the magic number was one thirty, but he still didn't want to go to, down to one thirty. Right. And you know, I mean, you know, parents, man, they're like, oh yeah. Sometimes you just gotta figure it out themselves too, just like how they tell us to figure things out, sure. you know. And, you know, it just got to the point where, like, the hard money was just eating our profits. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, let's go let's go down lower and let's go down lower. And, and before you know, we actually had to sell it for less than the number I wanted. Wow. That I felt could have sold us quick. Yeah. The only thing, though, is that we were forced to kind of negotiate with them at a fairly lower price because we had that hard money loan to pay off. Wow. So because of that, unfortunately, we broke even. Okay. And, I mean, a lot of people tell me that's good. You know, for me, it's like, it I took know. so long. You know, why Why must it be like that? I know, but it's, you, you know, know? I, I think some people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go oh, to an yeah. Ivy League college, mm-hmm. you know, and you guys, you got a pretty good education in real estate investment yeah. for free. I mean, you didn't make anything. You didn't get paid to go to school, but, yeah. uh, you know, getting it for free yeah, is Yeah, well, I actually got to pay off what my dad paid, so yeah. Yeah, I got I to pay that off, too. Oh, yeah. So that's a loan on my part, too. So I got to pay him off first before I can even take anything home. Oh, okay. Well, hey. You know? But, I mean, that you see, that's another reason why it's a little, like, disheartening. Like, oh, man. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, it teaches you to value what you have, you know? True. To value what you know and not just sit on it to do something with it. Very true. So, you know, I mean, so that's what ended up happening, you know? And then from there, you know, I just – I couldn't – I couldn't really talk to my dad about this stuff because I just felt like he wasn't open towards hearing me out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I had to get physically get people from the Armando team to call in and tell them your son is right. You yeah. know, and you know that that's an ego crusher. You know, like especially Hispanic dads. You know, they don't want to be wrong; they want to be right <laughs> all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just something they're they're really proud of. You know, and and so anyway, so you know, we decided to uh, just go our own ways. You know, and, and so we ended up selling the property for. I think around 125, 120, right there. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, we broke even, and uh, then from there, I just I told my dad, you know what? I love you, dad. You know, you're awesome. You're great. You know, it's a cool learning experience. But you know what? I think we have to go our own separate ways. Right. You know, it's not that I want to keep all the money to myself. It's none of that. It's just I I just feel like I have to do this on my own. I hear you. You know, and. Uh, and he said, "All right, it sounds good, you know." Yeah. And uh, he still told me I got to pay back what what he paid into the seminars, and I got no problem with that. I really don't. Right. Because I feel like I know what to do. The only thing is, sometimes it's a little scary actually doing it, sure. and then when you know not having someone there kind of guide you is kind of scary too. Because I don't know anything about construction, man. I mean, I know now I have a general idea, but that time I was just like uh, a door, you know. Yeah. I don't know, you know, two hundred bucks, you know. That's how I started. I I knew nothing about construction. I had no idea how they were built. Nothing. I had no yeah. idea. I literally thought 
you know that, <laughs> they just appear there <laughs> like i i just I, like i thought that carpet went under the wall into the room next door <laughs> you know like i didn't know that it stopped at the wall and there was like tax strip and all this like fancy stuff i literally <laughs> knew nothing about construction like other than yes that's a door yeah I get someone makes that, but we don't know who. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what a mortgage really was. I knew it was like a payment for a house, but I didn't know the differentiator between a mortgage and a lease payment. You know, like I mean, I knew that when I became an adult, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, going back in the day. But yeah, it was my first deal. I ended up subcontracting the entire project oh, yeah? myself. Like I hired the electrician, the plumber, mm-hmm. all these people to come out. And magically, it, it happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't even know how I was able to pull that one off. but I feel you. You know, but I learned a ton about construction just from that first project alone. How you old know? were you when, when you did your first project? What did I, how old was I? 20, it was in 2006. It was my first deal. So what is that? That is now 11 years ago. Wow. Uh, so I'm 34 now. I guess I was uh, 23. 23, 24. Yeah. So... Okay. Older than you were <laughs> for your first deal. So I'm starting pretty early then. Yeah, no, yeah, you're getting in early. I wonder where I'm going to be at 34. <laughs> you know, I I was telling you in the car we were driving over yeah. that there's, uh, like, we have the club, the Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club, and the I'd say the average age of our attendees is probably like 52 years old. You know, so that's why when, when you came on, I said you're the youngest guy that's ever come to our club. <laughs> there's actually a guy that, that came, he was 17 after Oh, you. really? Yeah, you haven't met him yet. He was there uh, last night. Oh, really? Oh, man, I got some competition. Now. I know. Kidding. You got some competition. <laughs> nice kid. Uh, but oh, that's we, great. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll mention the club a little bit since I've now talked about it for a second. All right, cool. The Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club, uh, like I'm talking about, is a no-sales uh, real estate investment club. We, we meet at the Mission Inn once a month on the fourth Wednesday, which was yesterday. So we just had our big meeting last night, and it was huge. Biggest meeting we've ever had. We had... Wow. Uh, probably at least 170 people in the room. Dang. And, uh, yeah, great speaker. We had uh, Robert Fragoso. He's former owner of Anchor Loans, which was one of those hard money lenders who are okay. a great hard money lender. Um, I don't know how they are now. I have not heard anything about them recently, so Let's I can't hope. tell you. But I'm sure they're still great. He put a lot yeah. of great systems in place there. But uh, Robert had some great information, and anybody that was there could definitely vouch for that. Um, and, yeah, we had a great time. Um that meets on the fourth Wednesday every month at the Mission Inn. Uh, you can get more information for that on meetup.com, uh, or you can go to ieric.org. That uh-huh. stands for Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. I think it says on my shirt for those who are watching on Ustream. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, so we actually do a couple other meetings. Uh, I don't know if you've been to the other ones. We also do a cash flow game, which is oh, on the yeah, first. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I saw you it. You saw um, that on Meetup. It's funny because I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure, like, is that... Is that the same thing, or is that someone else? Is that you know? So it's 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 part of the club, but yeah. the person that actually hosts that, uh, her name is Lisa Milo, and she uh, she owns a bar in Ukaipa called the Barn Grill Company. Oh, okay. And uh, so she hosts it at her bar. Uh, so uh, you know, there's food, drinks, stuff like that, and you get to play Cash Flow, which is a board game created by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh yeah, um, I played it once. You played it okay. a couple times actually. You know, I still meet up too. Really, <laughs> yeah. I still haven't played it. Oh, really? Which is odd because we have a meet a cash flow game meetup that I still haven't played it, and I want to. You I've haven't been, gone to your own club. What's tough about <laughs> it for me is that uh, I already I'm already out of the house so much, like at night that I don't even get to see my wife and kids sometimes, uh, and um, you know, but I need to go to this meeting soon. I'm hoping it, no. maybe I can go this this coming one, but uh, the next one we're gonna do is first Wednesday, so that would be February 
first, I guess, will be the next one because that's the next or the first Wednesday of February. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, we also do a uh, happy hour, we call it. The happy hour is kind of a floating date. We never have a set date for it. And we plan to have it on what the heck happened to my calendar. I'm trying to find See, that's out. exactly what happened to my calendar. Yeah, you were saying like, you didn't make it last night because <laughs> something went haywire with your phone. Yeah, you know, I was like, I was all with it. Like, I want to go, you know, let, I'm going to take my friends <laughs> with me. And like, I totally forgot the date, but I thought my phone was going to tell me when the date was. And it didn't tell me. And then, you know, I'm over here. I got shamed by you, Todd, earlier today. <laughs> I know. I was like, where were you, man? I thought I was expecting, I was going to announce to the whole audience, like, hey, tune in tomorrow. We're going to have Lorenzo on. But, uh, hey, whatever. I let you fun. down. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine, man. We're having a good time now. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so the happy hour. We don't have a place picked out yet. Uh, it'll be announced. We'll put it up on meetup.com when we're ready to announce that. All we do is just go to a local bar. Uh, usually in the Inland Empire somewhere, and you know, network with other real estate investors. There's no no cost, no nothing. Just show up, have fun, exchange business cards, that sort of thing. And then we do one other thing, uh, which we call the Saturday morning coffee. I don't know if I've had you come out to the Saturday morning coffee. Oh no, you did come out. Once. I, I'm not sure. I, all I know is that I kind of don't really like coffee, so <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> if that was me. Then maybe that's some other long-haired guy. But maybe I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to have coffee. They have other stuff too. You, know, you can get tea or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we we usually do that the uh, Saturday before. No, I'll go. I'll go the fourth Wednesday. You can go. It's fun. You know, it's just networking. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, the next the next big monthly meeting is going to be on February twenty second, and the Saturday morning coffee will be on February eighteenth. That's the Saturday before mm-hmm. at uh, eight o'clock in the morning. So for you early risers, cool. Uh, and we're probably going to do that again at Lyft. We did that at, in Riverside. Lyft uh, is a pretty cool spot. Uh, it's in a warehouse. It wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be. So. It was good. We had a good time. Um, so, yeah, check out the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. We're the biggest club out here. Uh, we have almost 2,300 members now, and, you know, we have quite a few people come out to our main meeting. So if you want to meet other real real estate investors and not get sold to kind of boot camp <laughs> or a bus tour or uh, – It was cool, but once I, once I actually went to the – it's funny that, the, you, you know, speaking about the – uh, real estate investment club i actually was planning to go to that for a good while yeah because i had another buddy with me um 
His name was Garrett, mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually the one that kind of threw me into business. You know, nice. he was the guy. Because I mean, I already, I always kind of had that background. Like my dad was always into business, but I wasn't that into it. Yeah. And uh, you know, this guy just came along and he said, "Hey, man, you know, read this book, read that book." And I'm just like, "Whoa!" Like it changed my life because the first book I read, from back, you know, from the first cover to the back. Um, was you know Rich Dad Poor Dad? You oh know? man, me and, too. <laughs> and my dad, you know, made me read that book. He was like, "If you read this book, I'll give you twenty bucks at the end." And hey, so I'm like, a nice I was like, I was probably like around twelve years old. And so you know, I was planning wow. to read it to begin with because come on, who doesn't want to be rich, man? That I alone, know. Rich Dad Poor Dad, like, what does that mean? I thought it was gonna be a story about some kid who grew up with. Uh, I mean, kind of was similar, but I thought it was gonna be like how Rich Dad lives, how Poor Dads live. And I thought it was kind of like philosophical, and I kind of thought it was, you know, I didn't think it was going to be like legit telling you about how to make money. I right. thought it was just a cool little novel, right? Because let's be honest, when we grow up in school, everything's a novel, right? Like yeah. nothing's really a self-help book. So that was my first <laughs> actual, I mean, book I read from cover to cover. And I read it, and I'm just like, dude, I don't have to go to work. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't have to go to school. And, you know, I was going to read it just to read it. But, you know, I got to the end of the book, and I told my dad, hey, man, like, where's my... Where's my 20 bucks, right? And he's like, I'm not going to give you 20 bucks. And I got really upset because I, I already had planned out what I was going to buy with those 20 bucks. Because <laughs> as a kid, you already know what you're going to spend your money on. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's already bought in your head. As soon as they yeah. say no, it's like, what's going on? Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance, you know? I hear you. And, <laughs> and so, you know, he was like, no, I'm not going to give you 20 bucks because that book alone will make you more money than 20 bucks will ever give you, you know? Yeah. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? And like, it's just, it's just a book, you know? It's good advice, man. I mean, and he's right. I, you know, I, I know you don't want to hear it, but he's right. <laughs> he's right. It's a great yeah. book. No, I mean, it is a great book. I if, if you haven't read it, for those people listening out there, if you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally the gateway drug into yeah. entrepreneurship and real estate investing. So many people I know have read that book, and so many people I know have read that book as like the first book they ever read on personal development or business development it's it's astounding never be the same like it's never be the same it will change your life once you read that book dude it's like you know you're taking that pill from the matrix like you're just like you don't first you can't go back and second you don't want to go back right because you feel so freed yeah employers everywhere are like like shaking in their boots that i'm telling people to go read this book like oh yeah yeah you don't want to be the boss of somebody that read this book oh yeah you know Um, beware yeah, so go check it out. You can get it on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, but there's other books too. We, no, were, we were kind of talking about some books beforehand. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, um, you were telling me about uh, uh, the book that you just read. Uh, it's blanking on my mind. What was it about? Not, not the richest man in Babylon. It was uh, no book. We were was it Think and Grow Rich? Which one were you we, talking about? We were talking. I know I was talking about something. We were talking about a book. There's but so I know you brought books. up. I know you brought up the richest man in Babylon, and that's why I told you that was a good one. But I don't remember the book I told you, man. There's a lot of books I have. I know. Honestly. I've read so many books too. Like it's hard for me to remember the titles. I mean, <sighs> do I you remember what it was about? Was it real estate or? I think I think the book you were talking about was more of like a like a business sort of like development, uh, you know, personal habit kind of type book, uh, entrepreneurial something or other. I can't remember, but. You know, we should write this stuff down. We should. We really should. We, we should. should before the show starts. <laughs> be like, hey, that's a great thing. We should mention that on the show and then well, write it it'll down. Come, it'll come back. It'll come back. But one day we'll have the budget for a notepad and a pen. That'll be pretty fantastic. That'll be the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't even need a 
notepad. I guess you can just write on yeah. your hand. You well, know? I mean, we're just we're just right here in the studio, you know, sitting down on rocks, right? I know exactly. I know we don't have smartphones. We couldn't just take it out and like yeah. text ourselves. Whatever. No, definitely. And One so, day we're going to figure this whole radio <laughs> thing out, I swear. It's, it's a learning process. But um, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to finish that with my friend and my buddy sure. of mine. Yeah, Garrett. So I actually got involved with him. You know, he was actually trying to recruit me to a, a MLM. Okay. Multi-level marketing. Yeah. It was Primark. I don't know if you heard of that company. Yeah, Wife Insurance. Yeah, and so we got into that. Art, Art Williams. Yeah, Art Williams. That, that guy is phenomenal. He is great. I guy, love that guy. Great speech. Great like, speaker. Everything that guy says. Dude, I think Nike got there, just do it from him. I think they had to pay him because he would always say, just do it, just oh, do man. it, just do it. I'd pay Art Williams to read the phone book. You know, like, <laughs> I just want to hear that guy talk. Like, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a book, too. I, I don't know what it's called. It's a, I forget, but he has a really good book. On like reading people and how to build relationships, I think that book can go on to all types of industries. It can, you know, not just in the life insurance, not just and you know, it can go into real estate, it can go sure. into everything. But anyways, so that's what I got into. I got into Primerica, and it was it was really great. You know, you actually I mean, you actually did Primerica. Yeah, you, you know, signed I, up I, and everything. Yeah, I signed up all my buddies. You know, wow. I, I got some, <laughs> uh, you know, I sold some insurance. You know, I, I felt really, you know, it was cool. It was great. You know, it's like wow, I'm actually doing something. You know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that guy, he got me into that stuff. And so, you know, he, he got into, uh, I mean, he, he was really into it. Like, this guy was at another level. I wasn't prepared for this guy. Okay. He was already reading when I met him. He was already doing what you're supposed to do. Okay. You know, he was still in the early stages. He wasn't seeing results yet, but he just knew it. Like, it's it's right across there. So, it's coming, it's coming, it's yeah. coming. And, like, he honestly felt like 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 Jesus Christ. Like, it's coming, man, it's coming. Oh, we yeah. got to stick on it, we got to stick on it. And, like, me growing up in such a negative environment, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Like, like what? Like, do you really think we're going to make money that quick? Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, he just kept going, kept going. And, and this guy just inspired me. And, uh, you know, he's actually, he actually, uh, with the money he made, you know, he he was he started going out and meeting other people. Like he wanted to get into the stock market. That was his thing. Okay. He's like, I want to get into stocks. He was actually, I saw him because I when I looked up the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club on Meetup. Yeah. I saw that, that friend Garrett was in the club. He's in the so club. So I was like, he beat me at it. I'm like, oh. damn, because he always beats me at everything, man. Hey. Everything, and I was like, oh, like he beat me to it. But he was like, nah, man, like real estate, I don't think it's for me, man. Like it's nice, it's cool, but you know, a lot of them, you know, they're jerks and they think they know it all. <laughs> I think just because I'm young, that I don't know, it's cool. I just go on my computer, make money online, it's all good, and, you know, stocks. And and he's actually a hedge fund, uh, hedge fund manager now. Oh, wow. So he got into that and he actually got, he hooked up with the people from the Rich Dad Poor Dad company. Yeah. So he's actually buddies with everybody in there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he met Robert Kiyosaki himself already. That'd be cool. You know, and I see this guy on Instagram. Taking pictures in Italy, taking pictures in uh, Hawaii, wow. and living life, man. And so, you know, what I decided to do was get into real estate. And, yeah. uh, you know, my time with Prime America was done. You know, I loved it, by the way. It was an amazing experience. You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. But it definitely teaches you a lot of life lessons really quick, too. You know, face your fears. Oh, yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some good training you can get by getting involved in multi-level marketing you know like i've never actually paid to be a part of any kind yeah. of multi-level marketing but i've gone to a bunch of those meetings especially when i was really young i haven't been <laughs> to one for like at least 15 years but uh-huh. uh i'd go to these meetings and like you know just the their sales strategies and their their motivation process uh-huh. all that stuff was great like you, you learn so much stuff from going to those just just to go and you know but then having being like immersed into that sort of a world where you're into this high pressure sales sort of world yeah. uh you know is uh it's it's enlightening <laughs> to say the least <laughs> you know one of the biggest things i really personally liked 
was the environment, man. The environment was oof. Yeah, it, it always lifted you up, man. Yeah, super sometimes I just want to go back to the office. Yeah, just to get that supportive. Uh, you know, like that the people saying you can do it, man. We believe in you, and like you know you. what I'm saying. The only thing though is, if I go back in there, they're gonna tell me, what you know, what, what's up, you know, what's going on, you know, why aren't you with us anymore? And they they guilt trip you, man. And oh, like, I know a couple of you guys might be listening. <laughs> you know, I, I like I said, I love Primerica, dude, but sometimes you just feel guilty, man. You know, because it's like. It's just not for me. And they're like, well, what's not for you? Yeah. The life of your dreams? Like, they always know how to reframe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, is your life not worth it? And then here's where they get you. Is your family not worth it? And yeah. Like, oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Hey, it's life insurance. You know, it's always, <laughs> you always got to lead it back to family. I did life insurance, too. But oh, yeah? it wasn't for Primerica. I, I, got uh, my, okay. I got my life insurance sales license. You know, I don't have it anymore, but I got <laughs> me it. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, you know, I was selling, well, like, Life insurance. Then I got into annuities with another company. I was oh, selling yeah? annuities to teachers and nurses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was interesting. Learned a lot about that and learned a lot about re- <laughs> retirement. But here I am, a twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old mm-hmm. kid trying to teach people about retirement. It was a little, you oh, know, trust. it was framed a little oddly. You know, like I don't know anything about retirement. I don't even know why people want to retire. Me neither. You know, and so and they're trying to sell something. Yeah, exactly. So it was. You need this? Why? Because they said so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't tell you exactly why you need this product, but hey, but the numbers don't lie. That's true. That, I that's mean, something that I, I that, that I think that what I liked about it is they were able to show the realities, the harsh realities of what most Americans go through. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and it's scary. If mm-hmm. one thing were to happen, they'd be wiped out financially. Completely. I just I don't even I had no idea. I thought everybody was doing good. You know, everybody's got a nice flat screen. Everybody's got a nice car. <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's got a nice two-story home. Sure. You know, but who go really, out in the weekend. But who really owns all that stuff? You know, right. who, who who actually paid for that? Was it cash out of their pocket or did they put it on a credit card? You know? Oh, yeah, man. And it's scary, dude. When you see these interest rates, man, and I, t- I had no idea they were this high. I was like, are you for real? This is this is legal? 15% yeah. and up? Oh, man. There How was can a, you what? There was a time in 1982 when uh, when uh, the Fed had the highest interest rate at all oh of all time God. was up to like twenty percent was what the Fed rate was. That's what the that's the price the banks pay to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. And so in nineteen eighty two, if you wanted to get a mortgage, there were people that got mortgages in like nineteen eighty two at like eighteen percent. Oh my God! That's just a regular Fannie Mae conforming type interest loan. Oh no! But there's also people at that time that had the wherewithal to get like an annuity, where some people bought like a thirty year fixed annuity. And they were making like eighteen percent returns uh, for like thirty years fixed, like that. Because you know, I, I remember I, I met one of these particular clients, and they were making a crazy return on their uh, on their annuity that they had. So yeah. you know, there's there's a good side and a bad side to all that. But the yeah, mortgage rates being that high is insane, especially considering what they are today, where you can borrow. And I didn't check today's numbers or anything, but. Yeah. Look at people are borrowing still in like the threes. You they're know, they're, they're borrowing to pay off bills, or they're borrowing to pay off other debts. I I just don't get it. <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. You know, you, you you signed up for a you know five year car note, and you're going to refinance your house, which you're going to pay for thirty years on that same five year car note. Yeah, you basically just extended your debt obligation on this car, which is going to take a while to catch up. With the va- like the value of the car versus how much you actually owe on it, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why people actually refinance to yeah. pay off debt. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and you know, credit cards now, you know, even though they do have really high interest rates, you know, because prior to the crash, you could get credit cards at like five point nine nine percent, but yeah. you know, now they're they're high. I mean, I think I think 
even I, I think my lowest interest rate on a card is like 12% or something. And I have wow. great credit. So, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what these people are doing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Oh yeah. Well then there's those other types. Oh. You, you get in like payday loans and stuff oh, like that. Heck no, dude, those things just make people even more broke, man. Yeah. I, I, and I hate the fact that they put them in like the most poorest areas, man. Cause those are the most susceptible to that. Yeah, it's true. And, I mean, you know, they, they, they put them where people are going to use them, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's smart. It's smart marketing, but it's of like course. you're screwing people over a bit more. Yeah, you know, and they're uh, in California, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to uh, rewrite the legislation oh, yeah? for the California finance lender law, uh, uh, you know, which is basically the law that they operate under, all these payday loan people. And so uh, they're trying to rewrite it to make it possible to do bigger loans because right now they're capped at like three hundred dollars is like the maximum they can lend i don't know yeah they're trying to change it as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Who knows what's going to happen with it? Let's see. Let's see. Let's hope. I know. And, <laughs> let's see. Let's hope. You know, yeah. but. And we, anyway, just going back to that friend of mine, just to close oh, yeah, that up. That guy, man, like he just changed my life, man, honestly. And. You know, I, I already told a couple of friends and, you know, a couple of buddies that are listening could, you know, they're probably like, oh, I know Garrett, you know, and this guy just, just changed my life, man. You know, because it wasn't just the business aspect. It was a whole, you know, like seeing your whole life. Like, like for example, before meeting him, I felt like, okay, you know, like I got to do something, right? But it wasn't necessarily like, like I never saw the world about me. I saw it mostly about other people. Like, mm-hmm. oh look at that's other people enjoying their life. Oh, that's other people having beautiful girlfriends. Oh, that's other people, you know, having fun with their family. But you know, that's not something I get. You know, yeah. And like I kind of was living under this assumption that I didn't deserve anything good. I didn't deserve happiness. I didn't deserve a nice girlfriend. I didn't deserve to make money. You know, I had this really extremely negative belief that I don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, and this guy will tell me why not? Why not? What's wrong with wanting more? Yeah. What's wrong with having more? What's wrong with doing more so you can have more? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just, in a way, he almost kind of taught me self-love because this guy, he was the most confident guy I've ever seen in my life. Dude, this <laughs> guy, I swear, man, everybody's parents loved him. Everybody, you know, all the girls were crazy about him. This guy could do backflips. This guy could talk to you about investments and derivatives and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know? It's good to be Garrett, man. No, Tell, man, Garrett, like- dude, like this guy... <laughs> I want to be Garrett when I grow up. No, yeah, I want to be Garrett too, man. <laughs> this guy, he just, you know, he really, he really opened the doors as far as like understanding that money can be made anywhere. Yeah, you know, like money's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool, definitely. And you know, think of like I like to tell people to think of money as a like money's a screwdriver. Uh-huh. And if I were to tell you, Lorenzo, if you were to put this screwdriver over here for five years, 
by when you come back, that screwdriver will have made another screwdriver. You'll have two screwdrivers. Yeah, it just you'll have two more tools. Yeah, and then you can put those two screwdrivers over here. And then a charger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it'll it'll grow into a bag of tools. You know, and that's that's all money really is. It's just a tool. People, you know, it's it's used for investment. It's used to create things. Like, yeah. money's a tool. It's it's not. It's not what people think of it. You know, money is for most people a problem. Oh yeah. You know, like money's an issue for people, and that's not what money really is. Money is a tool, and it's meant to be used. Oh yeah, it's like anything, man. I mean, it can be used for good or for evil. <laughs> yeah, and and rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Like the concept of assets versus liabilities. That like, concept alone, man. That 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 alone changed my life. Like, yeah. You know, with money, you buy assets. You you borrow money to buy liabilities. You know, you never like it's it. It blew it blew my mind. It still blows my mind because I can't believe I had any other thought process about money prior to that. Yeah. Like I guess I never really thought about money before that. I mean, I just thought it was something that you just get after a week's work. Like, yeah, you work, you get money, you then go. you go buy stuff. Yeah, and then you come back <laughs> next week and you come buy Do some more stuff. You know, and then hopefully you don't spend more than you make. You know? Yeah, and then you should you know okay, you go to work and you get your four hundred dollars a week. You know, back when I was working, <laughs> you know, well, you I get, thought that was a lot of money, man. Like four hundred bucks. Oh my god! But then I see the little bills. I'm like, oh no, like, yeah, there goes taxes. most of the money. Oh man. Dude, man, I, I just like I said, I don't know how these people are doing it, and like God bless them. And I hope they fig- they find something that helps them, or they win the lottery or something, man. Because yeah. like, like, well, like it's just it's it's tough, man. You know, and what, what sucks too is a lot of those people. It's it's almost like they don't even have a choice. Yeah, you know, they don't. They kind of just got into that loop. You know, sometimes you know, for example, I can tell you me personally from what I see in my life, mm-hmm. I'm a very observant person, so I've I've seen things that most people don't really. It just passes right through them. Like for example. I saw at a very early age what drugs do to people. Oh, yeah. So from a very early age, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and then at a very early age, I noticed that parents would always be working and kids would be left alone. And then it's like, well, what do you do when you're left alone? Like, really just up to the imagination. That's why they get into all these bad things like drugs and stuff like that, you know? Or just being into video games all day. Yeah, same. It, it's you know? almost as bad, you know, and just having no motivation to do anything. And then one day you're just kicked out and, like, figure it out. <laughs> and you're just like, now what? Yeah. Yeah, can't, you, know? you, can't, you can't shoot your way out of this one. You know? Yeah, and some people, you know, they, they find their you know, high school sweetheart or something and they have a kid. And, you know, and now it's not just about you. It's about you, her, and the child. So now right. you just added two additional people to your life that you must take responsibility for. Yeah. Which before you had no responsibilities at all. Yeah. So it's just so much. And then before you know, you know, they get caught up with buying, you know, yep. things for the kid and for the wife. And then before you know, they're stuck in the rat race. And yep. before you know, 20 years, three years pass. And then the next generation falls into it. And then the next generation falls yeah. into it. And then they're, you know, now their kids are, you know, they've moved out of the house, but they're now 50 years old. And, you know, now they're like, what did I do with my life? You know, I, I, I did nothing. I worked for this, you know, this uh, this place for 30 years. And, you know, I, I've I've gotten nothing out of it. I'm, you know. Yeah. I'm just beaten to the bone at this point, you know. So, I mean, we meet a lot of these people. They come to the club, and I mean, I'm not gonna say like everybody that comes <laughs> comes is, like some downtrodden guy. Like his I, life is horrible. I need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Most of the people that come are real estate investors or people that have actually had interest in real estate. But the uh, you know there are people that come that you know they've worked uh, for the same company for many years and they're they've always had this desire, this drive. Like I'm, I want to get out of this rat race. I want to do something else. I want to you know. I want to invest in real estate. I want to spend more time doing charitable stuff. Yeah. I've I've talked with several people actually that that's their motivation. They really want to spend more time uh, working with the different charities that they're involved in, um, 
you know, like the Boys and Girls Club is one of them I know yeah. that benefits from this. Um, you know, these are good people that want to do good stuff, but it's hard to do if you don't have enough money really to even pay your own bills. Yeah, you got to help you yourself know. first before you can help others. Exactly. It's like on a airplane. You always have to put on your mask before you help the kid next to you because yeah. if you if you can't get your mask on, you're going to be useless back. to both of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it makes complete sense. You know, it might, it might sound selfish to some, but... Oh, um, yeah, definitely. And the thing is, like, for those people who have never heard this before, this is, like, life-changing information that either can be taken the right way or the wrong way. Sure. Because I've had arguments with friends, like, no, people that have money are evil, want to give oh, it away, no. this and that. You know, and I'm just like... Yeah, of course it comes with it, but there's evil people that don't have money too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a ton of bad people. But... Yeah, there's those people out there that don't have money and they're pushing drugs on kids in elementary school. Like, oh. you think those kids? You think those people are so great? You know, like what's the trade-off? There's there's good and bad people across every socioeconomic uh, class out there. So, you know, money obviously gives people the means. If they are evil, it can be a potentially a lot more damaging. You know, somebody that has money because they can influence yeah. a much larger group of people much quicker. But right. Um, you know, always have to be on the lookout for that. Always do another, your due diligence. Another thing that Robert Kiyosaki talked about that I really liked was um, he said it's not the love of money, it's the lack of money that mm-hmm. really messes people up. You know, because, like, why would the burglar want to steal if he has the money? Right. Why would someone want to jump anyone or do anything like that if they had the money? So it's like it's not the money itself, it's the lack of it. Right. You know, and the education towards it. So, I mean, I just really hope, you know, things get better in the future as far as financial education because, you know, they're slaves out there and these aren't slaves that you know what i mean like these are financial slaves that we have nowadays you know people that owe stuff that's the new slavery mm-hmm. owing stuff because in a way you have no other choice we both agreed that you'd pay that off and you didn't pay it off so guess what now you owe me yeah yeah if you if you ever think you own your life no we don't <laughs> try not try not paying your bills you'll find Our out taxes. Who, you'll find out who owns you <laughs> <laughs> real quick you know that's that's the joke that oh, have people tell like you know you think you can just buy a house and not make a payment like you'll find out real quick that that wasn't your house until it's paid off right. you know it's a harsh reality some people face but we got really um, deep into this t- subject uh, we did man we're going deep <laughs> let, let, let me go back to the whole thing i know yeah. let's go back to garrett man i don't uh, want to be him when i yeah go. but but anyways with the whole real estate <laughs> investment club man so like i i decided to come because that that was really my only option because at this point I was already done with my dad. I don't know what to do from here. Yeah. I don't know where to start, but what I do know, you know, which by the way I listen to Ty Lopez, you know, I don't know if you guys know who that that guy is, but he always says always look for people or how do we say like go for the top, you know, the people that you want to be like, find those people and make sure you become an asset to them so that they want to be with you and you learn what they know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, man, I don't know where to look for real estate investors, you know, most of them are probably in chilling somewhere having fun you know so i sit on beach sipping my ties you know yeah and then and then i went down on the uh meetup.com and you know and it's funny there's a lot of cool stuff on meetup by the way oh yeah anything you want man it's all there it's awesome man but anyway so i go on real estate and i see a bunch of different clubs and i went to every single one of them there was one of them i went to pomona literally only three people or four people showed up and then they were legit selling us a course (laughs) And I didn't mind it. That's cool. You know, they said they would help us, but the thing is, I don't have the money, so it's like I I can't do this. And yeah. They're like, they really were trying to sell me and my friend. I took my friend to it, and because I took my friend, he's like, "Oh, I don't want to go to these anymore, man." They're always oh, trying to sell. Burned them out on him, you know. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm actually trying to convince him to come to one of ours, but you know, until then, you know, that that's what happened. And so, you know, I was like, "All right, I'll give this one a try." 
Yeah. There seems to be a lot of members. They must be doing something, right? It was like a thousand at that time. Yeah, we, I think I saw we, it like at five hundred, six hundred. I I was still amazed. Yeah, the fact that it grew to a thousand or more, I, I was just out of there. Yeah, you know? it's it, it's amazing how big it's grown because now we're uh, almost at twenty three hundred members. Right. I mean, it's it's Dang. huge, and I'm glad you call it our club. Well, it is our you know, club. Know, <laughs> is like, it not? <laughs> well, because well, some people will call it your club. Like with them talking to me, they're saying like, like your club is great. You know, yeah. But it's like no, no, it's not my club. It's ours. Like everybody here contributes to it. Like yeah. even though I'm holding a microphone on the top of the stage, doesn't mean yeah. that it's mine. Like it's there for everybody. It's a community. Yeah. It's a club. It's not a sales pitch. It's not anything like that. So that's, you know. And and I tell people go check out other clubs. <laughs> you'll, oh, see, yeah. you'll see what we have trust, here is is trust. different. <laughs> you'll see what we have here is very different. Yeah. So and, and the reason why I said ours is because it really feels like you're at home there. You yeah. Know, it really when I get went there, I I I thought I was gonna be sold again, and I went in there and I'm like, oh, they collected money. This is where they got. Like, this is where they got you. <laughs> oh, you know? they took those twenty dollars. They from, took yeah. so many twenties. Oh, you know, the, the room was full, so I, I figured that's how they make. That's how they got us, right? But I walked in there and I, I met you. I met Steve. I met everybody in there. And I just started realizing, like, you know what? These guys offered so much value for the price of 20 bucks, man. Yeah. You guys had the agents. I think you guys had contractors, too, there. Yep. You guys had everything. I'm just like, why did I go to seminars? Like, yep. we just came here. Title, escrow, contractors, everybody you know? comes And we here. have the mentors there. So it's like, yeah. You just, you, at this point, you guys just got to be not willing to do this to not do this. Yeah, you have to pretty much admit to yourself, I don't want to be a real estate investor. Because we'll give every single tool we have. To anybody that wants to put the effort in, and you've put a lot of effort in, you've gone out knocking soon, doors. Soon. I know we've had some rain lately, so Lorenzo's a little down on not. Oh being able yeah, to, man! But you know, you've been out knocking doors, and you know, like it, it takes Taking time, it, man. Yeah, it takes some time to like just get a script together, and you know, get good at talking to people and really helping them through whatever situation they're going through, and yeah. you know, getting them to that closing table. That's that, that takes a uh, a special uh, <laughs> a special kind of conversation, and you know, yeah, you're you're getting there. You know, but there's there's other methods we're talking about. No, yeah, man. Uh, One thing I've kind of realized, I don't want to get too pseudoscience-y here, but from what I've realized is like I almost feel like the universe or nature or even God, whatever you believe, is testing. It's like, what do you want? And you got to choose it. And as soon as you choose it, it's going to throw obstacles at you. Yep. And then it's like, are you sure you want it? Are you sure you want it? Every obstacle is asking you, are you sure you want it? And that's where some people are like, yeah, no, I don't want it. Yeah. And so that's why I started realizing because if you really think about it, Everybody who's ever been good at anything had at least a five to ten year period where they sucked. You know, like that. Right. It took them that long to get good at what they're doing, but they stuck to that one thing. Yeah. You know, even if even if it was just surrounding themselves around there, they still stuck to it. Yeah. Even if they didn't do anything, just surround themselves with the people with the knowledge, and then slowly they started getting the confidence to go up, go do more, and become more. And so that's just something I I learned and I realized. And so it's like you just gotta choose and just stick with it. That's really it. Yeah. Totally, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're saying it. it's, you know, you're preaching to the choir, obviously, because, you know, we're talking to each other. But to everybody out there listening, I mean, what, what Lorenzo's saying is uh, very good information, very good knowledge about, uh, yeah, it's you, you'll make money in real estate in five years. It just won't be your first five. Oh, man, that's you worse know? than what I thought. It's only be after well, the second or third. You man. already made money. So uh. now, you already made money, so now you got no excuse. <laughs> no, we're... Uh, well, yeah, we're helping you get through some stuff. We got some cool things we're going to be working on you here in the next couple of weeks. So, Definitely. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I guess we do. Uh, we are running short on time. It's 
pretty crazy how fast an hour goes by yeah, here. So but that's so much to say. I know. We'll have to do it again. You know, we'll have to get you back on after we get your next deal going. We'll bring you back on and we'll talk about how uh, how much fun that was. All right, cool. But, uh, cool. I guess before we go, uh, I'll mention it again because hey, why not? We'll plug our club one more time. Uh, the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. It is the place to be. Come check us out the fourth Wednesday in February. That's February 21st. I don't know. Fourth Wednesday. Uh, until then, this is the Flip Flop Investor Show. We will see you all here next week again on Thursday. Have a great week, and we'll see you then. CAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.